Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures. From Mamma Mia, welcome to The Spill, your daily pop culture fix. I'm Chelsea McLaughlin. And I'm Laura Brodnick. And today on the show we have, well, Laura, I've never been more jealous of you (laughs) ever. (laughs) You spoke to the Kyle Richards from Beverly Hills Housewives. Yes, so she's in Australia doing some promo and she's on The Spill today. Talks a little about making the show, some behind the scenes info, just an all-round good time. Oh my God, I'm so excited to hear it. Can't wait for that. But first, the entertainment news headlines of the day. I have news. What's the hot gas? I want more headlines. So in some exciting news for today, Lizzo covers the new issue of LUK and she's wearing that infamous Balenciaga tape made famous by Kim Kardashian. The pictures are incredible. And in the interview, she talks about her new clothing line, Yiddy. She talks about working with Harry Styles and her new album. And there's just so many amazing quotes from her in here. But in particular, she really goes deep on her relationship with social media and the mental health issues that come with that and has some really interesting perspectives on where she is now being a super star. So she says her current approach to social media is very much like her mission with music. She says there are millions of people going through what I'm going through who don't have an outlet. They don't have a support system or the financial freedom to access certain things to make them feel better. And I don't want people to suffer like I do. And then she went on to talk about how she's trying to make her music more inclusive and her clothing line and her TV show, which is up for so many Emmys. And she said it's come from her own life experiences, saying, I've had a lot of shoots with people people making outfits from scratch for me. And I'm not mad at that. Thank you. But what about the millions of people who are my size or bigger who can't get access to chic and glamorous clothing? I don't want to be the token big girl for the fashion world. I want to open the door. I want this for everybody. Oh my gosh. I love her so much. These photos are incredible. Obviously, this all comes off the back of her new album special was released on Friday. I am obsessed with that been listening to it nonstop. I just need to say there is a bop called To Be Loved produced by like pop perfection king of production Max Martin it is incredible favorite song of the year go listen to that and we'll link the interview in the show notes so you can read the full thing Well, also making news right now are Brad Pitt and his legs. Brad is on a promotional tour for his latest movie, Bullet Train. Yesterday, the cast of the film were in Berlin for a premiere. It was 35 degrees because Europe is in the middle of this crazy heat wave. And Brad dressed appropriately. He was wearing an unbuttoned linen shirt and a loose-fitting brown linen skirt by New York designer Hans Nicholas Mott. So obviously, this has sparked quite a lot of discussion. Everyone's talking about his legs. Everyone's talking about his tattoos on his legs. You know, the discussion sort of ranges from surprise at the outfit to thirst because he's Brad Pitt. 
to like your classic fragile men that are like, I don't respect him anymore. I got into some weird rabbit holes. While oh, same. This. Yeah, I think we. It's a reminder that like the circles we run in, everyone's like, he's in a skirt. Mm. It's fine. Like, but there are some people who are literally on Twitter right now saying, I will never watch his movies again. Totally, which doesn't make any sense because he did a full photo shoot in the nineties for Rolling Stone in dresses and like yeah. big hooped earrings, like very very traditionally feminine clothing. My biggest issue with this outfit is that if you're going to wear a skirt or if you're going to wear anything on a red carpet, give it a fucking iron. (laughs) He's giving, like, he is so messy and disheveled and, like, kooky with this outfit and it's like if you're gonna go promote a movie like dude jo- like, you can wear a skirt but wear a nice skirt exactly there's plenty of nice skirts in the world Brad Pitt you have access to all of them iron your skirt or at least like turn the shower on and go stand in the bathroom for 30 seconds so it like oh he might not know the blow dryer trick <laughs> we have the hair dryer and you use that instead of ironing yeah oh, but yeah like Joey King who's also in the movie is standing next to him in like this full glam like dressed to mm. the nines and it just says so much to me about the different approaches yeah. of being a woman on the red carpet makes me irrational angry. I'm like, iron your stupid skirt. This comes at an interesting time, I think. I feel like men in skirts, or should I rephrase, like straight men in skirts on red carpets and at these fancy events are having a real moment. Like I'm thinking Pete Davidson at the Met Gala, Oscar Isaac also at the Met Gala and on the Moon Knight tour, my personal favourite. I love that man so much. Russell Westbrook, who's a NBA player, you know, regularly wears them on red carpets. And then that's obviously without getting into queer celebrities who have been trailblazing in this space for a much longer time and at much greater risk to their career. Your Billy Porters, your Lil Nas X in recent years, JVN. And like, I'm all for de-gendering fashion, but there's still an unequal amount of like support and praise given to these straight celebrities versus these actual queer celebrities who have been doing this for much longer. It's interesting because Brad Pitt wearing a skirt shouldn't ignite this many headlines Mm. and discussions, but it kind of just does where we are in pop culture. So looking at that, one part of me is like very much agreeing with you. It made me think of when Harry Styles wore the dress on the Vogue cover Mm -hmm. and everyone was like, we should celebrate him and we definitely should, but he's coming from a place of safety. And I thought Billy Porter's comments off the back of that saying like, that's great. I've been doing this for years and I've lost movie roles and I've Mm. been abused for it. And I don't see the same level of praise for gender fluid dressing when it's not a traditionally straight white male celebrity. And I think Brad Pitt very much embodies that. The other side of it, I think, is that Brad Pitt is going through such a rebrand at the moment, yes. like that Vogue cover mm. of him talking about his dream journal and the strumming a guitar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In that is just the beginning. And it's very masterful because he's doing this huge big press tour at the moment and no one's bringing up the accusations from Angela Jolie and his kids, which is still in court at the moment and still going back and forth. It's a really ugly court battle. So everyone's kind of forgotten about that. And also because there are so many Weinstein projects that are still coming out now, it's got a lot of people thinking like Brad Pitt worked with Harvey Mm -hmm. Weinstein for so many years. It feels like from what's been reported that he kind of knew what was going on. The She Said movie about taking him down, that first trailer's come out. And everyone's like, wait a second, is Brad Pitt not the hero we thought he is? So all of that's happening. But now no one's going to talk about that because he wore a skirt. Totally. I think just through like sort of knowledge I've picked up about PR and like entertainment journalism and stuff, like he has, in my opinion, the best PR team in the entire game. Like all of this is going on. They're still having the custody battle. And then every couple of weeks there's like an exclusive planted in a tabloid. And I say planted because, you know, it seems pretty transparent. That his team's doing it, yeah. And it's all very much like... 
you know, Brad's a great dad. He cares so much about his kids. It's all very much like pro, pro, pro Brad Pitt. It's just so interesting that all of these discussions are happening and like they're happening pretty openly on Twitter at the moment, but they haven't quite made that mainstream media sort of level, I suppose. And so I wonder like, are we getting to that point? Like, is there going to be some kind of watershed moment where everyone's like, actually, wait, let's talk about Brad Pitt. I just don't know with his PR team, they're just working overtime for this. But I also think it's interesting that he and Tom Cruise, who are very much those old school traditional movie stars, Mm. both have big movies out recently. They've both come in to rebrand their images. But I think it's very telling. They've gone to completely different sides of the spectrum. So Tom Cruise is really leaning into that old school action movie star. I will come back in Top Gun and I will not die because I am (laughs) going to be in this franchise Mm -hmm. forever. Whereas Brad Pitt's trying to mellow like, I'm not a Hollywood actor. I'm one of you. You know, I just... I'm in my house trying to like feel my feelings and he's very much trying to be like an everyman's mm, performer. And like an arty dude. Yeah, exactly. He's really leaning into that aesthetic. So it's interesting times. Very interesting. So we will pop the images of Brad Pitt in his skirt in the Facebook group and also on the Spill Instagram so you can check them out there. Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move, and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. Well, yesterday, Laura, you went on a very exciting mission. I don't know where you went. Very (laughs) mysterious to interview the original housewife of Beverly Hills, Kyle Richards. Yes, she's been on the show from the very beginning, which is crazy. So we're about to be midway through season 12 Mm. of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And, I mean, you just started watching it now for the first time. I'm getting super into it. There's been a lot of drama and twists, but I was really interested in talking to her about the kind of mechanics of the show and the toll it takes on her personally. Because I think on screen she's this very outrageous, bigger-than-life character. Mm. But she was a lot quieter and reserved, which is something you normally see with celebrities super popular light like we had to move the table over to put the mics on it and her team and like our yeah. producer and stuff and we were about to do it and she just got up and like started moving the table herself and I was like no Kyle don't you do it you're the star but like you know held her own mic the cord fell out halfway through she plugged it back in just nice. I mean like we give celebrities so much credit yeah, for yeah, being yeah. nice but I've interviewed some awful celebrities before and she was absolutely lovely so just a little you know it's a nice fact because if anyone could be a bit of a diva it would be a Housewives of Beverly totally. Hills star and you'd really take it. But she was lovely. Especially because she is so important to the franchise and she has such a say as well. Like she's just very, very <laughs> crucial to this entire, not just Beverly Hills, but I guess like the entire broad spectrum, like Housewives franchise. Yes. Well, I can't wait to hear all of the juicy gossip. Here it is. So jumping straight into this season, obviously we've still got a few more episodes to go, but what we've seen so far has been very juicy. Is there a particular storyline that you've seen so far that's a favourite of yours that you've just been dying for the audience to see? More like dying for them not to see. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, oh, yes, actually. The current episode where Jamie Lee Curtis comes over, we have like a 
Christmas luncheon and right. um, Jamie came onto the show really strictly just to bring awareness to Children's Hospital Los yes. Angeles, which we're both very passionate about. So she came and brought all the girls, all the swag from it. And right. she had lunch with us. She spent the entire day with us. And by the end of the day, she was like, you guys, this is crazy. Now I get why people are watching this show. Like she's like, I can't believe this is not set up or scripted. She's like, it's just funny to see how this happens, you know? Oh, wow. Well, now that everyone's loving you both back on screen together, is she going to come on to Housewives? Is that a conversation? No, definitely not. That would be I dream. mean, that was really like, I was shocked. She came on once before years ago, mm-hmm. but also just for Children's Hospital Los Angeles. Right. So yeah, no, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> so Jamie Lee isn't going to be a regular fixture, but someone who is a staple on the show is your husband and your relationship is such a huge part of the show. There's so much fandom around the two of you. And when you're going into filming a new season, do you ever talk about like, these are our boundaries for this season or this is how we're going to approach it? Is that kind of like an ongoing conversation? We can't, we don't have the luxury of giving boundaries. Right. You know, when we sit down each season, the producers will come to each of our homes, sit down with us and say, okay, and they get out their pen and paper and they're like, what's going on in your life right now? And, you know, I'll say, you know, well, Portia's bat mitzvah is coming up and I'm going to be filming Halloween and I'm throwing a charity for Children's Hospital Los Angeles. And they decide what they want to shoot and what they're not going to shoot. So they just sort of like pick and choose about what's going on in your life. And then they meet with all the girls and then they just piece it all together. Okay, yeah, we'd love to cover that charity or, you know, we're not going to be able to cover that because we already did something similar like that last year, things like that. And um, with the season coming back this year, there's obviously been such an increased fandom, especially we're really feeling it here in Australia. I'm sure with all the interviews you've been doing, you can feel how invested people are. What is it that you think about the show that has kept people hooked in for this long? Because, you know, drama and that sort of stuff will only keep people for so long, but people are very invested in your lives. Gosh, I, I, you know, I always say, I think it's people really like to be a fly in a wall. And I think they, they love to look at the luxury and, you know, the trips and the fashion, this and that. But I think they mainly like to see that at the end of the day, everyone, we all kind of have the same problems. I mean, some people may disagree with that and say, oh, please, you don't know what a problem is. But that's so frustrating. People say that, trust me, we all have problems Mm -hmm. and we all have bad days. You know, like season one, when we started the show, I think people felt like Beverly Hills was going to be the most fake of the franchise. And all of a sudden we were dealing with the most real life altering topics. You know, Taylor lost her husband. Mm. Camille's husband left her. You know, issues with my sister and what she was going through, all of that. So we have real problems. And I think people sitting at home, they kind of just want to have a peek into that world and relate to it, I think, to a certain degree. And you're talking about all those kind of real life problems. And that's been what we've seen from this season so far with break-ins and loss of family and those dynamics. We've got to see even more of that real side. But with that obviously comes a lot more tension and drama. At this stage of the show, do you have like group texts or catch up as episodes come out to kind of go through or do you kind of keep it right? Yeah, Um, we do. I have a few different group texts. And it's just like, oh my gosh, did you see what so-and-so said? Or, oh my gosh, I can't believe, you know, all of that, of course, happening. My current thing is to text Teddy Mellencamp because she has a podcast and say, right. Teddy, did you see it yet? Because I'm too nervous to look. Give me the breakdown. Right. We all now ask Teddy to give us her opinion and a breakdown for us. Right. And it's really funny. So she'll say like, it's not going to be a good week for so-and-so. You know, this is going to be funny, this and that. And so I'm like, okay, 
I think I'm going to skip it. <laughs> I don't have it in me right now. I'll watch it next week. Oh, that's fair enough. Yeah. And has there been anything for this season so far that as it was starting to come out, you were kind of braced for a big reaction or that you had ever talked to producers about taking out? Like I know that's not the style of the show. You don't get to pick yeah. what's taken out. But if you got to use one takeout phone call, is there a scene that you would have cut? Yes, Garcelle's birthday party. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> because, well, I mean, obviously I was overserved. Mm. Everybody seemed to have been that night. Yeah. I woke up the next day and I was like, oh my God. And I immediately called Sutton and I apologized to her. And I just said, I'm, I'm so sorry because I really love her and we are mm. good friends. We talk all the time. You know, we'll sit on the phone for like an hour in the morning. Then she accepted my apology and we were great. And then, you know, I went and apologized to her on camera because otherwise it was confusing to the audience right. if they don't see the makeup. So we're like, I apologized to her. And then she was kind of like not as accepting. I was like, you know what? You already said, what are you doing? I'm gonna... <laughs> so then I was getting frustrated with that. But that would definitely be the scene that I would be like, yeah. Yeah, I, I, right. but I don't have that luxury, so. <laughs> exactly. And as we're kind of coming into this next part of the season, I think the mid-season teaser trailer is coming out soon. Can you give us any kind of a hint of what to expect or something that fans should be looking out for? I mean, there's just so much more going on, you know, events that we're having and more drama between the women and trips. Oh, trips, and, that's yeah, what we like. A lot of that, you know, <laughs> private jets, the whole thing, but a, a lot of drama. Right. And I, I, and, and I always say, you know, that if it's a great season for the audience, it's a really bad season for the cast oh, because if you're like, you know what, this is a great season, I feel so good about it, then the audience is going to be like, right. I'm bored. So, yeah, it's going to be a good season for the audience. <laughs> right. And is your mind already thinking ahead towards the reunion airing and any oh, kind yes. of issues in it? Can you give us a little hint? Is there one person in particular that you're looking forward to that conversation being public? Or? There's some people that, I, you know, I'd like to talk about it at the reunion just because I may have apologized to them in person or they apologized to me or they apologize to each other. But, you know, the audience may not know that. And maybe they've already worked through things so we can, like, talk about it then at the reunion. So that's the upside. You know, ultimately for me, I want to be able to leave the reunion that day, you know, with resolution and feel good because I'm the kind of person if, you know, of the unresolved feelings, I cannot sleep at night. I will right. make myself sick, which is why I don't know how I've been here for 12 years because trust me, <laughs> I've spent a lot of nights like that. To finish up the interview, because girls trips are such a big part of the show, can you tell us out of everyone of celebrities you've met or people on the show or family, if you could pick three people to go on like the ultimate girls trip with you, who would you pick and why? Okay, let me do a dream list of celebrities to go on a trip with me. I always say Chrissy Teigen because I love her. Right, she's she would so be fun. funny and I love her and her family. Maybe I'll bring Chris Jenner to go on a trip. Oh, she would be on my ultimate trip list as well. Yeah, I feel like I mean, she brings the I party. I did a sleepover party, a slumber party with her on um, the Kardashians. Oh, so yes. We had so much fun doing that. <laughs> we, we literally laughed so hard that night. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Who would the third person be? I don't know. Who would I pick? A celebrity. Who's a fun celebrity that you've met? Could be. I mean, There's it's so hard many. To I can't even anyone. think right now. So many. We can leave that one as a mystery guest. Okay, for someone to pop, turn up. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us on the Spill Shay. As I said, we're huge fans. We're so excited to have you in Australia, and we can't wait to see what the rest of the season's going to bring. Thank you. I think you guys thank are going to love it. So, The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is streaming now on Hey You. Thank you so much for listening to The Spill today and make sure you're following The Spill podcast on Instagram because I believe a little selfie with Laura Brodnick and Kyle will be posted there today. Very excited. (laughs) Well, this episode of The Spill was produced by Laura Brodnick and Gia Moylan with audio production by Rhiannon Mooney. We'll see you at mamamia.com.au. Bye. Bye. 